Hi, welcome to the Pro Pilot Playbook Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. Hey, and uh, welcome back to another great episode. We got some new equipment here. I, Sean was nice enough to hook me up with the fancy microphone that he uses. So hopefully we both have uh, great audio. I lost the uh, earbuds, man. So we're uh, we're moving up. We look like Joe Rogan now, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Actually, he but... wears the big headphones. Yeah, right? he's got the cans on, the cans. Oh, man. Well, we got a great episode today, one that uh, Sean and I, we might have to cut this one short because there's a lot to talk <laughs> about on this one, but <laughs> we got a great question on uh, corporate pilot lifestyle. So go ahead and read the question, Sean. I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. So this one came in from, uh, it's a, another YouTube comment and uh, we're, like I said, I think in the last podcast, you know, we're we were kind of late to realize people were asking questions in the YouTube comments. So we're sorting through them here, getting to them. This one came in in September from QC is his uh, handle on YouTube. Okay. And it was a comment to uh, the state of the pilot industry video we put out back in back around then sometime, but uh, QC ask or uh, comments, I should say, please continue to make videos on corporate aviation. I would love if uh, you guys could make more videos about what the corporate aviation lifestyle is like in general. And uh, could you guys go into depth about having control over your schedule and time? Because I am training right now for my PPL or private pilot's license. And when I get there, I want to have control over my schedule. Love the content. Well, ah, great. I love this question. Uh, 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 and uh, thank you for, for having that question because this is a very, very complicated answer. So right. uh, I guess I'll start by talking about uh, Sean was an airline pilot, so he can touch on that schedule. But here's the thing. Um, with airline pilots, most of their schedules are the same. Most airline jobs, I don't want to say the same, but they, you bid your trips and, and yada, yada, yada. And for the most part, most 121 carriers have a varying schedule to the same, but it's, it's based on seniority and you pick your trips and that kind of thing. So in general, airline pilot schedules are the same. Uh, just, they get better based with seniority corporate is not like that at all. It is completely dependent on your job. And every job is completely different. And I've had several of them and Sean's had several of them. So we can touch on what to expect if you are a corporate pilot and, and uh, 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 how that how the lifestyle is. And obviously, I've been living it for 20 years. So um, I don't think it's too bad. But it depends on the the, the job that you have. So Okay. Uh, there's right. corporate, two- I think, I mean, right. the word corporate pilot also gets thrown around a lot and gets, uh, branded as the name of, of several different things. I mean, to say you're a corporate pilot, that could mean, and I, we've mentioned this in other podcasts before too, uh, because you're flying a corporate jet, you know, there's, there's several different facets of that and so many variables so to many. just, yeah. So I guess, yeah, we could run through a few of the scenarios here of what a corporate pilot is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's, um, you know, your large charter companies like uh, NetJets, uh, Delta Private Jets, Wheels Up, um, FlexJet. Uh, uh, these are these are huge operators that have tons of private jets and they're for sale for rent. And that's referred to as charter in the business. 
And those are good jobs. They're exciting, uh, especially when you first start because you're going to all these cool places. But those are on-demand rental of private jets. And they have more like an airline schedule, not quite, but more like where you basically have days on and you have days off. And you can pick your days on and, you know, you pick your line, so to speak. And uh, uh, very common in that business is a seven on, seven off. So you're gone for a week then you're off for a week, then you're gone for a week, and then you're off for a week. Um, and Sean and I did that kind of flying at a previous employer. Um, it's nice because if somebody asks you what you're doing, you know, three months from now, you'll know if it's your off week or your on week. And then a lot of those places, if you take vacation, you get one week off, which is really three weeks. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, now, when you're on, you have no idea where you're going, unlike an airline pilot. You just know I'm starting on Wednesday. And then you're probably getting on an airline flight and meeting a plane somewhere. You have no idea where it is you get there and then you bounce all around the country and sometimes the world <laughs> uh, for seven days. And then wherever you end up on your off day, they airline you back to where you live. Right. And the cool thing is you can, you can live anywhere usually because that has airline service because they just airline you in. And if variety is what you're looking for, that is some variety when you say, Sean, yeah. Oh yeah. And there's, there's several variations depending on the company, uh, what airplane you're on at the company or what the staffing is on that plane. The seven and seven is just an example. It could be right. Uh, six on four off could be 10 and six could be 10 and seven. Uh, not, I mean, I've heard several different variations of, of that type of schedule mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with those kind of operators. Yeah. And then you got uh, uh, just a regular corporate job which would be like flying for a big company, like, uh, for instance, a huge pharmaceutical company. I know they're in the news or, or Walmart or Target or uh, any of these huge retailers, uh, maybe Google, these tech companies. These are big, big flight departments. We call those Part 91 flight departments. And they have a bunch of private jets and they have a bunch of pilots. Those uh, will have kind of a hybrid schedule, I guess. Uh, every operation is different, but you can have somewhat of a schedule there where there's trips and then schedulers assign those trips. And then you have certain weeks off, uh, you know, that are guaranteed off and then they drop you on different trips around there. So, um, and then there is some on call and depending on what type of operation there's, there's on call associated with that. Um, the previous example we gave of that on-demand charter, you are on call 24 seven on your on week, but on your off week, they can't call you, you know, kind of thing. Uh, corporate operations are not like that. They'll have different policies for when you're on call and everything. And then you get to what Sean and I do, which is smaller companies um, that maybe have one airplane and in, in Sean's case, one pilot, but very commonly it's a two pilot airplane to so two. Um, and then, uh, um, and then that varies. That's what I'm on. I'm on a two man crew right now, which is, uh, a lot of people would say, oh, that's not what you want. Uh, because whenever the airplane moves, I'm on it because there's two pilots required and we only have two. There is right. a caveat to that though. Uh, you can hire what's called a contract pilot. So if you need a time off and the airplane's moving, then you can hire a pilot and pay them a day rate. And oftentimes there's pilots in your area that fly the same type of airplane. So you just borrow somebody from another 
company and we do that to help them out and they do that to help us out. And then you can have somewhat of a set schedule. But so my, this is not a problem Two pilots, one airplane, um, as long as you don't fly that much. So we don't fly very often. So, um, I don't work much. So yeah. Okay. I got to fly whenever the airplane goes. Uh, but it only goes somewhere every 10 days or something. So is, is that really that bad? You got to work every two out of 10 days. You can't pick, you know, when that is. Uh, but there is a, you know, we, we have an idea of the person that I fly for us habits um, and the company and where they travel. Um, and we know they go certain places, certain times of the year, and there's certain meetings on certain days. So I actually have a very good idea of what I'm doing uh, uh, week to week, but the, uh, uh, you know, long-term planning can be difficult, but we have maintenance events. So you have one airplane, two pilots, uh, there's inspections on the plane. We know where those are, when those are to some degree. And when the plane's not available, when it's down for maintenance, you're hundred percent off. So, um, you could go to the moon. It doesn't matter because the plane can't fly. So there's scheduled maintenance events. You can plan vacations around that. Um, we plan our vacations around when the company takes their vacations that works well too um you know uh in, especially in, when uh, you're going to grand cayman for uh <laughs> for, for your yeah sometimes uh <laughs> you can uh have your family come on a on a trip on the airlines and meet you where you're at um and kind of everybody wins there you don't have to take off uh and the company gets you to fly the plane then you get there for free, so to speak, because you would normally go on the airlines. Um, so you only have to pay for your family's tickets. And sometimes the lodging's paid for because you're supposed to be there anyway. So um, there's lots of perks uh, in that respect. But every, you know, to say you're going to find a job exactly like mine, you're probably not. There's going to be different variations. But um, and then it matters how often does the company fly on the weekend. So if you're doing corporate business trips, mainly, you're probably hardly ever working on the weekends. And that's a very important part of a corporate pilot schedule. So, you know, if you might, you know, you may not what you know what you're doing during the week, you might have to work a couple of days a week and you don't know whether it's Monday or Friday or Thursday, but who really cares if you're always off on the weekends, you know? Um, so, uh, uh that's, that's a short answer, but, uh, how, how would you add to that, Sean? Right. I mean, no, it's, it's great. It's great. But I, that, the there there's so many variables it, like you were saying you're on the plane with two pilots uh some aircraft i mean yours doesn't fly that much but it, right. in a similar situation a, a corporate flight department that had one jet uh you know you might have three pilots working there and yeah. it, the company probably just has like a, a calendar a shared right. calendar for the jet and uh between the three pilots you guys work out your own schedule and, yep. you know, everybody plays nice with each other. If something comes up with somebody's kids, you know, you, you got it covered. Um, there, there's just so many, I would say the worst situation ever would be, uh, you know, a guy that flies single pilot in a King air or something and is always on call no matter what. And he has an erratic boss that never knows what he's doing and or know, multiple owners. Yeah. Or multiple owners using that's that airplane. That's another, here. Oh yeah, that's a, nightmare but um it is so all over the place to you know say what a schedule would be like as far as yeah. lifestyle i mean the other part of your question is lifestyle right um right. you know the the corporate aviation lifestyle i think mike and i both love it that's why we're here right uh doing this it, 
I would say, you know, one of the main things right out of the gate is typically in a corporate environment, you fly less than an Way airline less. guy. Yeah. Way I mean, you know, an airline pilot may do in two months what we do in an entire year, you know, as far as hours. Yeah, it's quite possible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you know, we're typically flying somewhere like a, a typical trip would be, you know, you fly to LA and you sit one leg and then you sit there for three days and you do whatever you want and then right. you fly back. Um, that's typical. Uh, airline pilots don't do that. They fly to LA, then they fly to Seattle, then uh, Salt Lake, and then spend a night in Salt Lake, and then three or four legs, and then Miami, and then they're in Miami, and then they go to Atlanta, and then they're home. You know what I mean? So um, um, that's a total different ball game there. Now, if you're into other things, you got uh, side business that you do. Maybe you make uh, aviation podcasts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's nice because you could just, you're out in LA and you're working. You're, you're not at home, you're away from your family and everything, but you can do whatever you want. So you could work on this stuff or, you know, things with the company, get, get things, uh, other work that you have to do during that time. Where as an airline pilot, they're kind of unplugged for that time period. Cause they're, you know, they're flying all the time. So, um, that's another important thing. Wouldn't you say Sean? Right. Oh yeah. It's, uh, the lifestyle is completely different. Yeah. I mean, in the airlines, you get to most of the routes are built. You get to the hotel and you got enough time to, you know, get something to eat and whatever they got, especially the regionals. They got everything packed in there so tight. You don't have time to mess around. You don't get a rental car or anything like that. You get a shuttle from the airport over to the hotel. And then uh, early in the morning, you're off doing the next thing. No time for golf at all. Yeah. No. Fly in, you know, three to, six legs in one day. I don't know, maybe not six, but, uh, I mean, it, it, in our world, Mike and I will show up at the airport. This is a typical day. Um, we'll show up, we'll get the jet ready. We do everything ourselves. That's the airlines. You have somebody doing everything for you. Um, but you know, we're the ones making sure the airplane's clean and, uh, making sure we got the right fuel or doing weather stuff, flight planning, maintenance stuff, whatever. We're taking care of all that where the airline, somebody else is doing all that. And then we'll fly one leg to usually, uh, if it's a vacation destination somewhere nice. And, nice. uh, we've already hooked up our own hotel rooms that we want at our favorite spot. And we have a rental car for us and we're there for, uh, you know, could be a day or two, or we could just be turning around and coming right home later that night. And we're done for the day for the ne next yeah. 10 days, even it's yeah. I mean, it's a completely Another thing is, uh, a lot of these companies will allow the airplane to be uncovered. Mine does, uh, which is a nice perk. Um, you know, if they're going somewhere for an extended period, say two weeks or a week even, um, and, uh, they don't, they don't feel they're in a position where they would immediately need the airplane or have what we call a hot crew. Um, sure. Instead of you guys staying there for a week, you can just land the corporate jet, take a taxi over to the airline terminal, airline back to your house. And then the day before they want to leave, you airline back and get the plane. Um, so that now you're truly off then for that week that you're at home, you're separated from the airplane. Right. You know, you're, you're truly off. But one thing that I was just thinking that I wanted to address that comes up a lot, and you'll hear this a lot from um, from airline pilots that have never flown corporate, um, and they bring it up as a big uh, uh, negative. They'll always go, yeah, you don't want to be a corporate air uh, pilot. You're tied to your phone. Those guys are 
they're constantly on call. I mean, you know, you never know when someone's going to call. Yeah. Uh, Overgeneralization. Right. Right. And uh, I think more of that comes from the charter stuff that we talked about that seven on a seven off when you're working for those operators and you're on that week on, they will call you because they're, they've got so many flights and something breaks and and you got to go and this and that, uh, you know, they're picking some NFL player up in Miami and then there's a mechanical issue with that plane and you're sitting in Georgia. So they scramble you to go get him and all of that, which is exciting too. It's not boring, but um, when you're working for these companies like Sean and I do, um, it is possible. Yes, they could call you in the middle of the night and want you to go somewhere. But <laughs> when you think of a normal person, like it, you actually, you just think of a time in your life where you would have needed a private jet within a moment's notice in the middle of the night. I mean, wh- what was really going on that you would really need that? I mean, uh, you know, you could think of some scenarios in general where that might happen, but in your life, thinking back, would that, does that really occur? So my point is, is it actually doesn't, it's not very common. It doesn't happen often where, you know, the boss calls in the middle of the night and goes, I, I got to leave. What are you doing? Wake up, get to the airport. That that's not a, it's a misconception. I think right. now we do have changes in the schedule and they'll say, they'll call you today and they'll say, Hey, I got to go to New York tomorrow. Sorry about that. You know, and they'll call that, that kind of stuff happens, but where you're, you know, at Kroger shopping and then you got to leave your groceries and run to the airport. <laughs> take, I mean, that, right. that, that type of thing. I have heard stories of guys that fly freight and things like that happening, but at least in my experience, it's, it's very uncommon. How, how about you? Sean? Right. Uh, no, no, it's never maybe once have I had some, but I feel like I still had like a heads up that something might be happening. Right. Know? So I was already kind of throwing stuff in a bag anyway. Um, not that I usually don't have a bag packed, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the, you know, good point. You were talking about the seven on seven off, you know, sometimes, you know, what'll happen is the on-call stuff, you'll, you'll, uh, go to work for the start of your seven on or your six on or your eight on 10 on whatever it is. And because they have to have that, uh, plane covered, you know, they're airlining the other crew home and airlining the new crew out to have it covered. So the jet may be, you live in Ohio, but the jet's sitting in Texas. So they airline the new crew to Texas and you just sit in a hotel room for four days or around the town until they put a trip on that jet, but they can't leave that jet uncovered. So that kind of stuff happens too, where, uh, you're working, but you're not really working. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was really common when we were in the charter world. Yeah. Right. Hopefully it's a good place, you know, yeah, yeah, and you take the good with the bad. I remember uh, walking on the beach in Miami one time in like January, and then uh, boom, you get a text, and it's like we're going to Minneapolis. Oh, God. <laughs> right, <laughs> but the the reverse happens. Sometimes you're in uh, New York and it's snowing, and then they send you to Palm Beach, and you're like, oh, this is a win. You know? Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it was so hard to pack in the winter. I remember summer's okay because it's nice in the winter, though. You would need like all this winter gear, plus you would need your flip flops and your bathing suit and all that right. because you had no idea where oh, yeah, you were. It was a big bag up. in the winter. Big winter yeah, time, yeah. big bag. Yeah, mixed yeah. bag. But uh, yeah, yeah. So but the uh, is it, it, going back to the schedule thing, having control over your schedule, I just want to mention QC. Uh, <laughs> Nobody ever accused a pilot 
of working too much, you know, so you're going to have a pretty decent schedule no matter where you're at. Even if you go to the airlines, you know, like Mike mentioned, you bid that happens every month, every month you bid on your schedule or they call it the line uh, that you want to hold. And so that that's a mixed bag of all kinds of stuff and whatever you can get is going to be based on your seniority. So when you first start off there, you know, you're going to be the guy that ends up flying, you know, the crappy schedule, probably over weekends and it's four or five days a week. Uh, but right. as you get seniority, you know, you can start bidding those trips. Everybody wants it's, you know, one flight a week to, I don't know, Palm beach, whatever. Uh, Lulu. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, there's always, now you may be asking the question because in one of these podcasts, uh, I may have said it, uh, verbatim, I have control over my schedule and I, I'm in a little different boat. I guess I can explain that if that's why you're saying it. So I, I manage aircraft. I don't really work for one particular person. I, have a company that takes care of these airplanes and manages them. I go after these smaller corporate companies that have one airplane and, and, uh, are constantly going through pilots. I'll come in and fly on a contract basis for them and then talk my way into managing the airplane for them, which means making sure all the maintenance is done and making sure, uh, somebody's not ripping them off on a hangar fee or something like that. And then I, charge a monthly fee for that. And then I fly the airplane or I find a pilot for them to fly the airplane on a daily basis. Then they don't have a high end employee, like a pilot to worry about. And, uh, it's cheaper for them also. So in that realm of what I do, I have control over my schedule because I'm not anybody's employee. And most of the work I do is contract work at this point. So I'll get calls from, I got 15 different aircraft spread across the country that I, that I take care of uh, or fly for on a part-time or contract basis, a daily rate basis. And if they call me and I got something going on or I just, whatever, I don't right. work that day. And, you can just say I'm not available. I'm not available. It's but a fly. lot of extra money too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good, good money. Um, typically I try to find them, you know, uh, a pilot if I'm unavailable for some reason. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's how, if that's what your question is in reference to, that's how I control my schedule. Yeah. And, and just to touch on that. So the average contract pilot, I, I would say the range for a contract pilot is uh 600 to $2,000 a day. Uh, depending on what type of aircraft you're on, um, you can charge more and what the type of trip is and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of opportunities uh, to work on your off days uh, to fly uh, for somebody for the reasons that I mentioned, like uh, their pilot is sick or off or has the Rona or whatever. Yeah. And you, uh, uh, they, they want, they need a guy to cover a trip. Uh, so you can make a lot of extra money that way. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. There's guys, a lot of corporate guys do that. Yeah. Great. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's, I guess it's not for everybody. If you're a big planner, you may not like corporate flying, you know, if you need things really structured. Uh, but if you're flexible and you like adventure, um, and you get bored easy, <laughs> it's probably a better, uh, line of work. Cause it is not monotonous. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, even if you are a planner, if you're flying for one of those big outfits, um, 
you know, that you mentioned the first type or whatever that are basically charter companies. Uh, I mean, they have schedule so many different schedules and so many. Yeah. It's only when you get into the smaller corporate operators that your life could become crazy, you know, or yeah, unplan yeah. unplannable, I should say. Right. Right. But but, those jobs do exist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have heard some crazy stories about the, there's a couple operators out of Detroit that, uh, fly, um, uh, really old airplanes, jets, uh, and car parts for the assembly lines, uh, in GM. And then they'll, you know, fl leave it a moment's notice and go to, uh, Mexico. But there was a guy that used to work with that flew at one of those. And he said they had a, a 15 minute call out. Oh my God. But here's God. the thing. He said they had uh, no dress code though. So you could just show up in your pajamas or whatever you were wearing <laughs> to go flying. But apparently if these, uh, like if a GM assembly line goes down or something for a right. part, oh, yeah, that uh, they lose them. like a million dollars a minute. Oh, or wow. Something. Yeah. yeah something crazy. But yeah, so you can find those. But uh, I, I would say in general, most corporate jobs are about like what we do, you know. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you might have to work at one of the crap ones until you, uh, you know, figure out how everything works and you meet have enough connections and meet enough people to figure out where the good ones are yeah know? yep that's kind of how things are but when you first start everything's so much fun i mean i'll be honest it is so much you're like right. holy shit they're paying me to fly this oh my yeah. god i do this for free and you don't uh, yeah you don't even care yeah your first exactly you yeah you're just happy to be yeah. uh flip the script and be getting money to fly instead of paying money to fly right yep you're right but uh Very qc I, I don't know uh qc uh thank you for the question mike you got anything else that's what i was should've. no that's i think we about beat that one to death <laughs> yeah i mean we could sit here and rattle on that's what i was just realizing we're kind of rambling on i mean we could talk about we do have our, the most of our experience in this realm i mean we could talk about it and tell stories uh for another hour but uh i, I think that sums everything up i mean everything uh it's your initial question was asking, but I, uh, you're working on your private pilot's license. Looks like, uh, like an update QC, let us know how you, how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That uh, was in, over the summer. You said, I guess one more thing regarding the lifestyle question, um, is the destinations typically you go to in a private jet are better, I guess. Uh, it's not always, it depends on the operator, but, um, you know, you do go to the hot spots like New York where business is uh, being taken, you know, done. But, you know, on the leisure flights, you're going to go to some some really nice places. I mean, right. you know, airlines, you know, Caribbean and uh, uh, Aspen and Jackson Hole and Telluride and uh, uh, these really affluent places that to be, to be quite honest, most of our listeners that aren't pilots have only heard about or really seen in movies, you know, um, ultra luxurious islands in the Caribbean and, uh, um, you know, and you're going to go at all the good times, you know, you, you know, you're not going to oh, go yeah. to Miami in August, you're going to go in January, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, yeah, there, so, so that, that lifestyle portion of it to me is, is really neat. I mean, uh, some of the things, you know, in the Rocky mountains and skiing and, you know, Northern Canada and, uh, or not Northern Canada, but Canada, Canadian Rockies, uh, you know, some of these things that I would have never have seen you know, if I wasn't in this business and it, it actually helps a, a great deal when you plan your own personal vacations, like, yeah, you know, I, I got a rule. I don't take my family anywhere that I haven't already been first. And it was wonderful. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. If I if I go somewhere I haven't been, I'm like, I don't know, man. I you know, it's like uh, watching a movie I've never seen. I'm like, I don't know. Am I gonna like it or not? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that know? is a good point. Yeah, you do get yeah, to, yeah. to uh see some places that yeah, that most people never get to see for sure. Right. Yep. All right. If you have a question for the podcast, uh you can send us your questions at podcast at propilotplaybook.com. And thanks for tuning in. You can see this anywhere now. We're on seven different platforms. We appreciate all the subscribers and the, uh, the viewers, the listeners. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs>